morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, March 16th. On this date in 1968, New York Senator Robert F. Kennedy announced he would run for the Democratic nomination for president. He died at the hands of an assassin in Los Angeles less than three months later. Meanwhile, you may know game show host Chuck Woolery, who's celebrating a birthday today, from shows like Love Connection, Scrabble, or Greed. But back in 1975, he became the original host of a show that's still on the air today. Do you remember which show that was? I'll tell you in just a bit. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at your Thursday forecast. And good Thursday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovide here. A cold start, a frosty start this morning. We'll see temperatures, though, warming up very quickly today. 62 at noon. That's warmer than all day yesterday and the day before as well. And we'll be in the upper 60s for highs this afternoon. Cooling down, but not as quickly tonight. In fact, we start out tomorrow morning for your St. Patrick's Day around 50 degrees. 77 tomorrow afternoon. Warm and breezy out there and dry. Now, Friday night into Saturday morning, we do have a cold front that will bring the chance of some showers cool back down as we head into the weekend with high temperatures in the upper 50s on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Charleston police are investigating after they say a person was injured in a shooting near the Citadel's campus. Police say it happened around 8.30 last night near Haygood Avenue. Officers say that victim was taken to the hospital and is expected to be okay. Charleston police are still investigating. No word on a suspect or exactly what led to the shooting. A multi-vehicle crash that blocked off a portion of Maybank Highway leaves two people injured. Charleston County deputies say that crash happened along uh, the highway on Wadmalaw Island just past Bears Bluff and Long Creek Roads. They tell us one person had minor injuries, the other was seriously hurt. No word on their current conditions or what exactly led up to that crash. In President Joe Biden's proposed budget for 2024, he announced plans to fund 18 transportation projects across the U.S., one of which is right here in the Lowcountry. In the proposed plan, the Lowcountry Rapid Transit System project would be awarded $100 million to fund the more than 21-mile bus route. Molly McBride spoke to a senior advisor to President Biden and tells us why the Lowcountry Rapid Transit System was selected for the funding. Senior White House advisor Mitchell Landrew tells me that a top priority for their administration is improving public transit and infrastructure across the country. Landrew says the grant will go toward 19 electric buses, four electric bus chargers, traffic signal priority for buses, upgrades to the existing operations and maintenance facilities, and more. He says a lot of people rely on public transportation to get to and from work across the country, which is part of the reason why projects like the Lowcountry Rapid Transit System are so important. One of the really important parts of rebuilding America is to get people to and from where they need to go um, faster, cheaper, better, um, in a way that's going to protect the air and the environment. One of the ways to do that is through public transit. For some background, the Lowcountry Rapid Transit System is a planned 21-mile bus route connecting Ladson to downtown Charleston. It's the first large-scale public transit project that the state has ever seen, 
and is expected to be completed in 2028. I spoke to CARTA Chairman Mike Seekings, who says right now, South Carolina is behind the curve in having transportation infrastructure, and the Lowcountry Rapid Transit Project will help us catch up. And to give people affordable, safe, and convenient options for transportation in a region that is growing geometrically can only be a good thing. The president's proposal has a long way to go. It's just the start of negotiations with Republicans over raising the debt limit. Most lawmakers say they believe it has little chance of passing Congress. Republicans say they want guaranteed budget cuts before they'll raise the debt limit. Congress has until the summer to raise the limit to avoid default. The White House has called on Republicans to issue their own budget, showing exactly where they want to make budget cuts. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. We have reached out to Representative Nancy Mace's team for a comment on the president's proposed budget and the Lowcountry's tra transit project. We're still waiting on that response. Mount Pleasant town leaders hope a new rule on noise levels can help answer what can be considered loud noise. After a year and a half of debate, town council has unanimously passed an ordinance to monitor sound levels. The new rule states sound levels from the location of where the complaint came from cannot be higher than 60 decibels during the, during the day and 55 decibels during the night with different hours for the weekends. Yale University researchers say 60 decibels is the loudness of a normal conversation. 55 decibels is the equivalent of a home refrigerator. People who violate the rule can face a $500 fine. Well, thousands of teachers, law enforcement officers, and state employees right here in South Carolina could see the pay, their pay go up this year. Those raises are included in the nearly $14 billion state budget the House of Representatives passed yesterday. Here are some of the highlights of the budget the House passed. Public schools collectively would receive more than $260 million, more than they did last year. This would also raise the statewide starting pay for teachers by $2,500, up to $42,500. Now, $30 million would be put to raising pay for state law enforcement officers. All state employees would receive at least a 3% raise, but it's larger for those making less than $83,000 a year. Now, the budget also includes $450 million for road and bridge improvements. And just a reminder that this is not the final budget. Senators will take up the budget next month, and then the two chambers will negotiate a compromise to send to the governor after that. Well, this morning, some lawmakers want to limit the authority of the Department of Consumer Affairs, which regulates credit industries in our state. Yesterday, a Senate committee voted to bring legislation to the floor that the department said would make it more difficult for them to catch bad actors. Our Andrew Rowan was there for that committee meeting. He joins us now. And Andrew, the big change. What is the big change here? Yeah, so right now, the department has the power to essentially visit for a surprise inspection at an auto dealer or a surprise compliance review. But under the new legislation, they would lose that authority. We asked why. And all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Uh, those no, aye. The agency that regulates your local car dealer could soon be limited. It's one thing to protect consumers. It's another thing to persecute businesses. The Department of Consumer Affairs makes unannounced visits to ensure compliance with their regulations. This bill wants to end that practice. We can't treat every business as if it's predatory, and we can't treat every consumer as if they're not smart enough to make decisions. The fundamental question here, should the department be proactively inspecting for business violations or only inspecting when they have proof of wrongdoing? This agency is in dire need of reform. The State Automobile Dealers Association sued Consumer Affairs 
affairs last year to get an answer to that question. You've got family businesses that are just trying to conduct business and uh, they have investigators show up and intimidate. But the department tells us right now those inspections are in their mandate and they've been professional. And we continue to believe that we're doing that we and that we did. Uh, what the legislature wanted us to do. Consumer Affairs says these reviews get results. The department recovered over $727,000 to more than 3,700 auto dealer consumers in the last five years. But the Dealers Association says that number is relatively small compared to the more than 1 million transactions in the same time period. If we were unable to do those compliance reviews, then we might not be able to find violations. The watchdog on your wallet would be you. At the end of the day, this would put the responsibility of the consumer to know the law. The future of a different bill is a bit more unclear. That one removes the Department of Consumer Affairs from being its own state agency and puts it under the governor's authority. Some senators I spoke to said they're worried that could politicize the department. Andrew Rowan, Live 5 News. Sickle cell disease impacts thousands of Americans every single day. But now an app launched by MUSC helps children, teens, and their doctors better understand this disease. Our Samantha Popovics joins us live downtown at MUSC. And Samantha, tell us more about how this app works. Good morning. Good morning. This app helps children and teens better monitor their sickle cell disease, as well as allows doctors to have a better understanding of pain levels and when they occur. Dr. Shannon Phillips is an MUSC associate professor at the College of Nursing. She says the app called Voice Crisis Alert allows the children up to age 17 to build self-management behavior and skills outside of a clinical environment. Dr. Phillips says the app has been years in the making and tells me it provides tools that people with sickle cell disease can use to help them manage their condition at home. MUSC says the app is personalized. It includes a patient sickle cell related health history, their type of sickle cell disease, their blood type, white blood count, medications, and doses. The app even reminds them to take their medication. Dr. Phillips says there's also fun avatar features like customizable avatars. According to MUSC, the app features an I'm in pain button, which allows users to say where on their body they're in pain, as well as the severity of the pain. Dr. Phillips says the app stores pain history, which helps researchers try to uncover behaviors that may be indicators for pain. Dr. Phillips says parents say their children were more open to monitoring their pain on an app than talking about it in person, which means parents have a better understanding of their child's pain. One theme that came out of those interviews regularly was that the parents were able to better pinpoint where and when their children were having pain. So without the app, they may not always know that their child was experiencing more pain, but the app let them know that on a more regular and consistent basis. MUSC says they currently have 105 app users and the next phase will expand to four more hospitals, which will help broaden sickle cell disease research. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that Chuck Woolery, who turns 82 today, was the original host of a game show that's still on the air after almost 50 years. That show was Wheel of Fortune. Woolery left the famous game in 1981. 
Celebrating birthdays today, Chips actor Eric Estrada, who played Ponch, is 74. Actor Victor Garber is also 74. Rapper Flavor Flav is 64, and actress Brooke Burns is 45. Thank you for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.